Welcome to the Pizza My Money Line episode. As always, I'm your boy AJ. Uh, here with our producer, Justice West. Justice, how you doing? What's going on? Another day, man. Another week. Uh, looking to bounce back. Yeah, definitely a busy week. Uh, but less busy than normal, actually, for us. So that was nice. Um, good games this week, though. Really good set slate of games. Um, very much like last week, they just, you know, they're peppered in there. Um, a lot of quality conference games, so excited about that. Um, before we get rolling on our picks, of course, as always, we'll have to do our recap. Uh, Justice, where do we sit as far as pickums and bets? So as far as pickums go, on the year, it looks like AJ sitting at a record of 18 and 15. Um, Kevin's game behind at 17 and 16 and I'm pacing us even though I'm not doing crazy great myself at 21 and 11. So it's kind of where we stand as of now. Last week's bets, um, Kevin goes, well, two and two is what I have recorded. I know he had a fifth and I cannot find it. So I'll have to go back and get that for you guys. Uh, AJ, uh, tough week on the gambling goes two and three. Um, really a tough week for everyone last week in terms of picks. I went three and two with my picks, but that's still kind of losing money if you do that over a whole season. So not necessarily a great week for us. That's why you fade us for the whole season, not just one week. Exactly. Um, I would say that, uh, yeah, just like, on my own gambling last week was probably the the worst of normals and and like I said before I play a bunch of parlays um there were some last week that I was just like very adamant on that just didn't hit like the Iowa game just uh, I Iowa couldn't have looked worse uh and all they had to do was literally get a field goal to cover and couldn't do that um so that was bad um, I think at one point in time we were driving back home and Iowa threw a touchdown to make it 10, 10 and then like got it called back from holding. And then in the next four or five plays got a penalty. And so they just kept marching backwards. And I was like, I'll never bet with Iowa again. So there's that. Nope, um, there's a reason I didn't bet them. God, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly, but uh, I learned something, and that's called never bet with Iowa. <laughs> so, it's a good life. Uh, yeah, it's it's a new week. We're starting with a fresher slate. I will say that this is what week seven, really week six, if you don't count like mm-hmm. that first uh, Miami and Florida week. So we're you know we're we're inching towards the 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 midway point of the season. I think with those with those totals that you read out, uh, hopefully we will see some, some growth and some change and some separation on the back half of this, this season. Um, but I think that um, at least for me, I find it a little bit more tough 
as the season goes on to have a lot of these picks hit because I just feel like um, through six games, like you know who you are. We talked about this last week, but I think Vegas is able to hone in really, really tight on their lines. So it makes it quite a bit harder to hit those uh, later in the season. But I do think we can we can make up some ground and, and, and turn things into our fortune. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so. And But I did forget to mention, I think this is really important to know, even though we kind of had tough weeks last week, all the locks hit again. So three for three so far since we've started doing like our lock of the week. So that's if if nothing else, just listen to that part yeah. and, and choose our lock. <laughs> yeah, so locks have looked good. So do you want to start with your five for this week? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and if you guys have been paying attention from weeks before, I normally play the over and unders, but um, I was talking to Justice, and I really feel like those are are pretty well picked for this week. So I didn't bet a single over under this week. Um, but with that in mind, I took Virginia at plus two versus Miami. I think that's a Friday game, Friday night I think game. So. Yep. Um, just man, like my Miami, ah, man. I mean, at one point in time Saturday, they were getting blown out of the water, and then the other point in time Saturday, they were kicking the field goal off the uprights to to not win. It's just, I mean, it's tough uh, for Miami right now. And I think Virginia is a pretty solid team. So um, rolling with them. I'm taking Maryland at minus three versus Purdue. Um, Purdue just doesn't look good right now. Plus, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, And I know Maryland can score points. I just don't know how many points Purdue can score. So minus minus three. three. Plus two was gotcha. for Virginia. Minus three. Cool. Yeah. Um, staying in the Big Ten. A lot of Big Ten games this week that I'm that I'm rolling with. Um, Wisconsin, minus 11 versus Michigan State. Um, I think Wisconsin's defense is is pretty, pretty good, pretty solid. But their offense is, is very good. And I think uh, you saw last week Michigan State just scored to put – or struggle to put up points um, against a quality opponent. And I think that they're just, unfortunately for them, they got the two strongest teams in the Big Ten back-to-back. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding for them to stop Jonathan Taylor. I think that they're going to get up by about two scores and really possess the hell out of the ball. So I think that that minus 11 is going to work. Bama at minus 17. Uh no one's been able to stop them from scoring, and it's not going to happen with uh, A&M. Uh, I mean, Auburn, for for the, the most part of three quarters, was just running through A&M, and they put up some points late and, and made that score a little bit closer, but I think um, they're facing a much more formidable defense and a, a, obviously a, a better offense. Um, I just think 17 is not, not nearly enough points for – uh, A&M, so I got Alabama covering 17 there. And then my lock for the week, because I learned from my transgressions last week, I'm taking Penn State at minus three and a half against Iowa. That's a good one. Uh, to this point in the season, 
Penn State has been firing on all cylinders. And I get it. This is their their toughest opponent yet. But I, unfortunately, watched the entire Michigan-Iowa game last week, and Iowa looked completely just inept at times. Uh, I'm not certain that they're going to be able to score points. Like, even last week, they just – continued to shoot themselves in their foot. And even when they weren't doing that, they just weren't moving the ball. Um, and I don't think Michigan's offense is nearly as good as Penn State's. Um, and Michigan moved the ball pretty much at will until later in the game. Uh, they just couldn't get points out of it. Missed a bunch of field goals. Um, I think with their missed field goals that were all relatively makeable, like 40 yards and in, I think Michigan would have won that game by, I want to say, 13 or 14. So three and a half for Penn State looks very favorable. So I'm rolling with them, and uh, that's my lock for the week. Man, I I don't think we picked too many similar games, so that's kind of fun. We'll see how it uh, comes out when we get done. But to start for mine, I'm going to do something I'm going to regret come Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm I'm betting uh, taking Tennessee in six and a half points. against Mississippi State. I don't think we're going to win straight up, but I do think it's going to be a close game, one of those traditional Tennessee heartbreaks where we find a new way to lose. Uh, So I'm rolling with Tennessee in those six and a half key points. Um, That's a lot of points, but I really think uh, Clemson at home is going to smack Florida State. And 26 points is a lot, but... I think it'll be every bit of a 28-point, four-touchdown victory. So we're going to take Clemson there. Um, Old Dominion at Marshall. So oh, you're I'm two and one lost last week are big blue. But I'm going to – 14 points is a lot of points. Marshall hasn't really done anything to impress me this year. So I'm going to roll with the big blue, uh, plus 14 against Marshall. Um, right. Army at Western Kentucky. Army's favored by four. I'm taking Army in that game. That's they somehow in the last three or four years turned that program into a really solid program. They were trash for like ten years, and now they're <laughs> an eight, nine, ten win team every year. Um, I think they'll pretty easily cover that. And then my rock of the week is actually our one game we've picked the same, and uh, it's going to be Michigan State. At Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin's going to pretty easily win that game. I have no faith in Michigan State at all. So, and that's at home. Right. Got to jump around. So, I'm taking Wisconsin. And that was they were at uh, eleven. I got them at ten and a half. I can do eleven if you want to do eleven. It's up to you. I don't know. I just whichever one, whichever one we want to bet. Let's just keep it. You said eleven. We'll do 11. So, I'm okay uh, with that. Where did you find Where did you find your line at? Okay, I, I found mine at my bookie. Let's see what they got on uh, Bleacher Report for and that half a point. They got it at ten and a half. So let's right, call it I'm ten and a half then. Too. Cool. So those are our ten picks for the week. Uh, stay, uh, pay attention to our social media. We'll try to badger uh, the other host, Mister Kevin Jackson, to give some of his picks on social media. He is currently enjoying himself on a nice fall break vacation that I'm currently uh, wishing that I got to have a nice fall break vacation at the moment. 
Man, they uh, they're out traveling the west, searching for gold. Um, you think? Although they did put up a huge spider, <laughs> so that pretty much you know canceled damn near any any thought of me ever going to uh, Zion's spider, National but they were Park, searching so. for gold because they spent their first two nights in Vegas. So that's probably why they needed to search for gold sure. was those two nights. Kevin could have put our bets up for us and really made us some money, but you know, it is what it is. That's we true. Will, uh, but I think we could probably sucker him into giving us some picks and, and things and get those put up um, just so y'all can hold him 100%. to it. So he's not showing up next week saying like, yeah, yeah, I definitely bet uh, Mississippi state to cover six and a half. I definitely oh, did. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, OJ, if you want, we can get into our pickems for this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot on these games since it's pretty juicy. But um, yeah, before we get rolling on that, let's take a moment to uh, hear from our sponsors. All right, and we're back with the piece of my money line. Uh, we've already went through our locks for the week. Uh, now we're going to jump into the pickems. Justin, as, as always, has the the ten slot ten set list of games. Yeah. Well, that was a ton <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we've got we got those uh, lined up and ready to go. So uh, let's jump into all right. Just ten games. Uh, try to go uh, serve the most entertaining for last. But let's start with Hawaii at Boise State. AJ. Uh tough game i think i think that um you know we've yet to see boise's quarterback kind of have his freshman game uh very similar to how we saw bo nix last week so could be an instance where hawaii is kind of like that opponent that that brings that out of him um I think Hawaii is sitting at four and one right now their only loss was to washington i think washington's a really good team uh I'm going to take Boise, but I would not be surprised at all if this game is closer than than you kind of think. I mean, I think I'd take Hawaii if it's in Hawaii. Yeah, I think I think that the recipe for disaster would definitely be higher if it was in Hawaii. Um, normally, when I look at Hawaii games, I always try to take into account yeah. who's traveling. So if the team is going to Hawaii, like that's a big change. Um, but with Hawaii coming to the mainland, I think that um, that probably bodes a little well for Bo- Boise. And even a close game, a close win satisfies what they need here. So. Yeah, I, I think I'm right with you on the same logic going Boise State. Um, this one's going to be a really good game. I think the next one is going to be some incredible football, uh, even though they're not two big name schools. Um, Memphis at Temple, two programs that have kind of are not power five, but have been just sustained success programs for a long time in their conferences. So what you thinking on this one, AJ? You know, Temple Temple's a much better team than, than I, than I probably gave them credit for starting the year. Um, and, and over the past couple of years, they've just been a little bit better. Two power five Um, wins already, right? Maryland, Georgia Tech. They got Maryland and Georgia Tech. Yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, it's, they're I will say they won't show up to this game afraid of Memphis. Yeah. 
Um, I think they're the only game they dropped right now was to Buffalo. Uh, gonna be honest, did not watch a snap of that, so can't really talk about it. But I mean, like like you mentioned before, like they got two Power Five wins, so they're not coming into this game necessarily. Uh, you know, questioning whether they can keep up with Memphis or not. They're at home, which I think is a big a big help for them. Um, but ultimately I think Memphis is probably going to take this thing. Um, because I just think Memphis right now is in a better spot and is a better team. Yeah. I I think I'm again, spot on with you there. I'm going to go Memphis, but I think it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. They also burned me earlier. Um, cause I took Ole Miss versus Memphis and they whooped up on them. So yeah, this time I'm going to, I'm gonna learn from from my last escapade, and I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick Memphis on this one. All right, uh, the next game. I don't know how much analysis we need to give on this one, unless maybe you have a lot not not aware. Florida State at Clemson. I don't have any analysis. I think you heard me earlier. My thoughts on the game. So AJ, any other thoughts? Um, my thoughts don't necessarily pertain to this game. I just don't think Clemson's looked very good in general um, over the over the beginning of the season. It could be some some winning rust and just um, not necessarily being challenged. It's it. I don't care, you know, that they're playing against competing against themselves and all that bull jive. Like these are still college kids. Like you could tell them a hundred times, like, hey, take such and such serious. Take North Carolina serious. They know they haven't lost a game since 2017. They're not looking at these opponents and taking them seriously. Um, and I think um, this is another this is another situation where, and I wouldn't take Florida State seriously either. Um, I think the spread at 26. What was it? Yeah. 26. I think the spread's a little bit high for my liking, um, and that's just because. Clemson's been inconsistent offensively from what we thought they would look like this year. Uh, but Florida State also has just looked inept at times. Um, I will say if Clemson comes out the gate slow in this game, they could find themselves in a hole because one thing Florida State has shown is that they'll start fast. Um, I'm still taking Clemson. I still think it'll be a – 20 some odd point win i'm just not certain if i believe in 26 see to me that game is kind of going to be like the georgia tennessee game from last week where it's like you're about to go into halftime and you're like oh wait florida state's winning you know or it's tie game and then just bam 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 and then you're you look up and it's a 30 point game and you're like how did that happen yeah like 10 minutes so that's how I kind of foresee the game going, but nonetheless, uh, we can make this one pretty quick since, unless you want to give some extra analysis on it. Cause we actually already spoiled our picks on it, but Wisconsin, uh, at home against Michigan state. Yeah. And like you mentioned, we, we touched on it when both of us were, uh, picking our, our bets for the week. I just think Wisconsin's a much better team. Um, and it just, Michigan State's in the tough, tough part of their uh, their schedule. They got to go to uh, two consecutive opponents that are just playing like out of their minds right now. So um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be Wisconsin. Same, I agree, hundred percent. I guess uh, I have a question for you on that. Not to divert too much here, but 
Um, Mark D'Antonio, um, you know, had a 10 and three season a couple years ago, I think went to the big 10 championship game. Uh, last two years, seven and six, they're four and two. If they keep having mediocre, like seven win seasons, is he still going to be there forever? Or are they going to eventually make a move? Um, I think that he's kind of solidified himself as a lifetimer. So um, I think his his overall record right now is one eleven and fifty two. Yeah, or Michigan so, State, that is. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan State, excuse me. Um Michigan State is one of those teams that I think um just has to stay in the fluff every couple of years. So they don't necessarily need to uh, be in the Big Ten championship game every year or be a 10-win team every year. They can afford some some 7-5s and fives and some 8-4s and fours, um, if they can compile enough 10-win yeah. seasons in between uh, just to keep the people off their backs. Um, I just think they're, they're happy with good enough there. It does um, seem that way. Like, so they had like a run of 11 wins, 11 wins, and seven, and then 13, 11, 12. But since then, the last four years, I think they're currently 24 and 20, which is mm-hmm. about as mediocre as you can get. And really, in college it's football, tough, that's I, kind of below average because you got cupcake games in there. True, but I think that that, that speaks a lot to um, their conference in general. I think that the, uh, the parity in their conference allows for that. So, you know, some of those years you've had uh, down Penn State years, and then you've had good Penn State teams. You've had down Michigan teams, and you've had good Michigan teams. I think out of that, the only thing that has been really consistent would probably be Ohio State's uh, run at being a, a consistent 10, 11, 12 win team. Uh, and I think one thing that I – I, I, and you know, I have to go back and look at all the scheduling, but I feel like Michigan State, for the most part, plays a pretty decent out of conference schedule as well. Um, they usually always play, um, some pretty decent teams not in their, not in their conference. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that, that also adds to a little bit of that flair. I mean, like this year they played, uh, who they played Arizona State earlier. Who's like, I mean, they're not world beaters, but they're not pushovers either, which makes that a little bit um, tougher of a time to try to get to those ten win seasons. Um, if I go back to last year in twenty eighteen season, they played Arizona State and Utah State. Uh, as they're out of conference, which are which are two good teams to play. Uh, if I go back to 2017, they played um, Western Michigan, who was coming off of like a big time season, and they played Notre Dame. So I mean, like they're playing good quality opponents um, out of their out of their um, conference. So I mean, that does make it tougher when you're not when you're not scheduling pushovers and cupcakes. Uh, it does make it tougher to get to those ten win seasons. Um, so I mean, like it, it's tough, yep. but um, I think it, it, if you're asking my opinion honestly, like he's probably going to be a lifer until he chooses to leave. This I mean, sport. I'll take him at Tennessee if he wants to come on down. So I don't think he's going to leave for Tennessee. So he and could be our Nick Saban. Here's the thing: 
you just uh, FYI, uh, Michigan State plays BYU and Miami next year as they're out of conference. Oh, that'll so, be fun. They're they're still scheduling quality opponents outside, but um, I think that if you ask me personally, uh, Mark D'Antonio is in a great. I think like outside of your highest paid coaches, I think he's in the best scenario possible. He's almost in that that Mark Rick scenario where like you you just got to get by on being good enough and you'll always have a check. And like at the end, they started calling for Mark Rick's head, but I mean, he probably could have made it another five, eight years at Georgia and they weren't going to get rid of him. It's just like one of those things where it's like, you just got to stay consistent enough to keep people off your backs. Yep. No, I agree. All right. Um, all right, we got six games left. We can kind of roll through these pretty quick. Um, Bama at A and M. I think I know who you have, AJ. But do you want to expound upon why you picked Bama? A uh, and M's defense is not very good. Bama's offense is very good. It's a the formula that doesn't play well for A and M. So I mean, it's that simple. And I, th- I just think Bama's a much better yeah, team. They don't have Johnny Manziel running back around there to help them out either. Yeah, it's just it's not going to bode well for him. All right, this one I really don't. This next one I don't know how I'm going to pick right now. Um, can I go up the seat of my pants? Texas Tech at Baylor. Uh, AJ, what are your thoughts? You know, I and and I'll say this honestly: like I haven't watched as much Texas Tech as I've watched Baylor, but I do know that you know I've gambled in some games at. Uh, Texas, or I've looked at gambling in some games that Texas Tech has been in. Um, I think that they're it, it's it's. I mean, they beat they beat a ranked opponent last week in Oklahoma State, so it's not like they can't beat a ranked opponent. Uh, so I think Baylor has to come into this game uh, focused and ready to play. I think one of the things that probably bodes well for Texas Tech is this is their third straight ranked opponent so they've they've played Oklahoma they played Oklahoma State they're not walking in to Baylor thinking oh no like we're playing a tough team like they've already went through a slate of tough teams uh, that have prepped them for this game I think that uh, on the flip side of that I think Baylor has had a chance to really hone in on the things that they do that they're gonna do well with the opponents that they played earlier um but I think I'm gonna take Texas Tech in this one. I think I'm gonna talk myself into it. I like Baylor. I like what they're doing down there. Outside of all the shitty things that they've done previously, Um, but I just think like it 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 just sets up well for Baylor to drop one here. And I think that you've kind of we talk about this a lot, but I think you've you got your team to buy in now that you've got a ranked win, a solid ranked win. And, like, you can come back and get you another win. I mean, Texas Tech could really rattle off a good year. So, I think I'm going to go Tech all right, here. All right. So, we disagree on this one. I'm actually going Baylor. Uh, don't sleep on that Iowa State win. I think Iowa State's a – Matt Campbell. It's a really good program. Baylor got a big win. At home, they whipped up on Kansas State. Matt Rule, I really love as a coach. So, I'm going to go Baylor here. But – it would be a fun game to watch. What time's that game at? It is 4 
a four, uh, three yard yeah, time. That'll be a good afternoon game to keep an eye on. All right, so big rivalry game, very historical is our next pick. Uh, USC at Notre Dame. So, what are your thoughts here? Uh, fighting Irish in this one. Uh, I just think they're they're battle tested and they're a good. They're a better team than USC is right now. I think that um, some injuries are really hampering USC. I think if they had a full slate of players the way that they were firing earlier, they could be a pretty good opponent here. But I think overall, like Notre Dame's just a better team, and that's what that's what it boils down to here. So I'm rolling with the Fighting Irish. So I'm actually going to pick USC, but funny enough, I'm actually I think I'm not a USC fan overall. Like I, I kind of like root against them because I like some of the other teams that are their rivals, like UCLA, some of those other Pac-10 schools. And so I actually think a win here against at Notre Dame is a program setback for USC, believe it or not. Because I think that's a big bullet in the arsenal to keep uh, Mr. Helton as their coach. And if he wins this game and rattles off like a nine-win season with a win at Notre Dame, this might be their last loss of the year, Notre Dame. I think they they can't fire him unless they have Urban lined up. So I think uh, I think USC wins. They have a lot of talent. I think they pull it out, and I think this causes this is my bigger picture prediction: Helton to stay one more year. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's a big bold prediction, but that's that's a, that's a reach. But I've seen I've seen wilder shit happen, oh, yeah. so it's not that far fit. Um, all right, so two games left. I'm thoroughly excited to watch both of these games. Um, the, fir- the first game we're going to pick is the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma at Texas. The only thing I'm really upset about this game is that it's happening right when I'm going to be at another game, so I'm not going to get to watch it at least live. Um, I think this one's going to be a blast. Uh, do you think Texas pulls off what's now being called an upset if they win, or do you are you rolling with Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma? Nah, I'm I'm rolling with Jalen. Like it's. That man's on a mission right now, and Texas is is a is a better opponent than he's seen. But he's just really dialed in and on a mission. And like he said earlier this week in his press conference, like he played in big games before, he's played in the Iron Bowl. So and he grew up in Texas. So I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him playing in the Red River Shootout. And I think ultimately, like um, from losing last year's, I think they're. Like now, granted, they bounced back and they won the Big Twelve Championship game, which I'm sure like everybody would say is more important than winning the Red River Shootout. But I do think that Oklahoma wants that win, um, yeah. And I'm taking them to get it. So I'm taking Oklahoma too. But just as a commentary side note, if Jalen Hurts, I, I know there's a lot of variables you can't predict for the rest of the season, but let's just say Jalen Hurts goes out here. Balls out, incredible stat line, wins by double digits. Given something crazy, is he your Heisman winner? Um, I'm I'm not ready to say that just yet because I think that a lot of a lot of players still have time to prove that. Yeah, I mean if if Tua has the the offensive game that he had last year against LSU again this year, like that's going to be more impressive. Um, if 
Um, I mean, like tech, I mean, Texas defense is well, we've seen him play is about the same as LSU. Yeah, but I I would say that uh, I would say LSU's defense is probably a little bit better, just slightly better. Um, also, think like for for Wisconsin, like Jonathan Taylor's already just absolutely toted the rock against Michigan. But if he turns around in a couple weeks and you know has a similar output against Ohio State, like yeah, he's one hundred percent in in that conversation and probably a front runner. So I think there's a lot of ground still to be made up. Uh, I definitely think it puts him in a in a place to say like, hey, like. If you look at Oklahoma's schedule down the line after Texas, um, he's probably going to win out. So I think that that puts him in a proper place to, you know, be 12 and 0 and say, like, uh, best player on the best team kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of factors and players still in this. Uh, and I think that those could still play to the effect. I will say that. My and it's not even a bold prediction. I think that Trevor Lawrence is no longer in the running. For yeah, that's not a bold prediction. It, he's I mean, he's just struggled too much. He's still a great player. He's just had too many struggles. Right. So, all right. Um, moving on to the last game. I think this is the one everyone's kind of excited for. Um, a night game at LSU is always a highlight, but when it's Two top ten teams, Florida at LSU um, at night. AJ's been there. He's seen it, that atmosphere. Um, Actually, an underrated sneaky Heisman pick, Joe Burrow, playing in that game. Uh, So, AJ, do you think Florida pulls off the upset, or do you think LSU runs with it? I said it last week, and I look like a fool saying it, but I'm going to say it again this week. I don't believe in Florida still. Like, I still don't believe in Florida. Uh, I mean, Auburn had a lot of a lot of red zone going in, it, turnovers. Um, they shot themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, and to Florida's and, – and, and not to discredit Florida, because I think that they played a large part in that. Um but you're one like you're two chunk plays away from that being a much tighter, closer game than the score really looks like, and I don't think you can, you can't overlook that. Um, I think LSU has looked much better offensively than Florida has, um, and I think that you know in Death Valley at night, like all stars align, like it just bodes well for LSU to pull this game out. So. Uh, I'm taking LSU. Florida, if you're listening, prove me wrong. Like, go win the game. Like, prove me wrong. Make me look like a fool. But I'm just I don't I don't trust them. The see the thing about Florida is this is Dan Mullen is a I would say he's a terrible recruiter. Like at Florida, if you're a decent good coach at recruiting, you're getting top ten classes every year. Easy. And he's really struggling to do even that consistently, uh, even as he wins games. And so the thing about Dan Mullen, though, and this I've kind of laughed at it because I've said it for a while, but it ironically literally held out to be true last week against Auburn. Dan Mullen is such a good offensive coach. He could take any quarterback in America 
and manufacture 24 bullshit points out of it is what I've said forever. And ironically, they manufacture 24 points out of the Auburn game. I'll say this and about then, that quarter about the ahead. quarterback play there. I I don't like. There's no way they took a serious look at Kyle Trask during the offseason, and rightfully so. I think Felipe earned that job. He had just come off of whooping the, the shit out of Michigan in the bowl game. But that team is much better with Kyle Trask playing quarterback. It's that simple. And, and even then, like he got hurt for a little bit, and Emory Jones came in, and the ball was still getting moved downfield. I, I like – he can make – he can get – he's such a good offensive coordinator. I think Felipe Franks might be the third best quarterback on that team. Yeah, like Mullen can manufacture points out of anybody. Like I'm – and so the, I guess the, I guess my pick though, my analysis after saying all that about Florida is I think Florida in Death Valley because Mullen's so great will manufacture 24 points. And I think LSU is going to put up about 40-something because their offense is as legit as I've – actually, let me take that. Their offense might be as legit as they've ever had ever at that program. I don't recall an um, LSU offense that's been better, honestly. Like it's – they can just put up points in a heartbeat. And like I think Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are somewhere in Cleveland just wishing they had Joe Burrow as their quarterback. Uh, it would have been – it would have been tough with, with somebody to really throw them the ball. Oh yeah, who did they have throwing the ball? Wasn't it? Um, uh, what's my man's name? It was somebody trash. Uh, Mettenberg. He was like you saw how trash he was in the NFL. He was not a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and even then, like Mettenberg was at the time was was thought of as like more of a passer and offensive weapon than LSU had had. I mean, outside, I think if I recall correctly, I remember Rohan, Rohan Davey used to spin it well. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, Matt Russell Flynn. Well. Matt Flynn. I think Matt Flynn, Matt they ran the ball pretty well. But, I mean, he threw decent. But, like, they they had studs at running back, and that's what they leaned on. And Matty Mock, too. Um, but then, like, you ran into them, like, Jordan Jefferson years and stuff, and they just – you know, I mean, they just couldn't score more than 15, and then they just suffocate you on defense. But, um, yeah, I definitely like <laughs> Joe Burrow is, is more than any kind of quarterback option that they've had in many of years, yeah. if ever. Yeah, so I think we're both going LSU there. I don't have any bonus picks for this week. Do you have any games you want to throw out as a bonus game? Um, I don't. Honestly, I would say like that. I I truly do think the Mississippi State and Tennessee game is a toss up. Um, I I think it'll be close. I think it's it's more of a toss up because of where it's being played. I think if it's if it's played in Mississippi State, I would give them the nod. I think the game's going to be a little bit closer because it's in Knoxville. How do you feel about the time affecting that game being one of those twelve o'clock kickoffs? I don't think I don't think that, that plays that much into it, honestly. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where it's, Tennessee doesn't have like this home field advantage anyway right now, so I don't think timing necessarily plays into it. Um, yep, and I mean, they play like a baby quarterback, so I'm really worried about that. Yeah, I th- I think that he I think he showed some good things um, last week, and you know. Mississippi State 
for Mississippi State to win this game, their secondary is going to have to play well because I think Tennessee, the only thing that they're – the only chance that they have to win the game is to air it out and get the ball into your playmaker's hands yeah. uh, like they did early in the game against Georgia. Um, so I, I think if you're if you're Jeremy Pruitt, you got to look at that and say – we got to look at throwing it 30-something times, and 20 of them need to be downfield uh, one-on-one and just let our guys go make a play. Yep, and so I think that's another – like, there's so many games this week, and not all of them are like Florida LSU top 10 matchups. Mm-hmm. But there's so many games this week that are just good games, like good, just good matchups, like strength weaknesses, two good teams, even if they're not going to win anything significant in the long run. So I think it's going to be a big entertaining weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And one that we didn't we didn't talk about, but I think has the chance to be a really good game too, um, is Minnesota and um, Nebraska. Yeah, that's another good one. Because Minnesota, I'm pretty – yeah, Minnesota's going into that game 5-0. Nebraska 4 and trash 5-0 I've ever seen in my life, though. So I, – I, I mean, it could it, that could be a good game uh, with it being at Minnesota and them being five and zero kind of play again plays in their favor. But I think that Nebraska is has been tested, and I think that they need a good quality win. Uh, they had a good bounce back win last week against Northwestern, which was big. But um, Minnesota is a different a different beast in the sense that they've understood how to win tight games. And they shouldn't have. Uh, and early in the season, they were playing a lot tighter games. South Dakota um, State and Georgia Southern, they won by combined like 10 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, all of them really, because like Fresno State's in there. That's a three oh, point lead. Yeah, they only in there. there and that's seven. And right. Was it, Rondell was out. So, I mean, it, it, it has been tighter. I, I do think that uh, Nebraska goes in there and gets that win. But I think that that's a game that could turn out to be a really good game that people are probably overlooking. Oh, 100%. It's going to be a fun weekend. It is. Um, we're, we're Like I said, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of things and and really going to get to see um, how teams pan out. I mean, even honestly, like if you're looking at Kentucky right now, we've gone from a place where, um, granted, we've had some unfortunate things happen, but um, we're still – I mean, very, very optimistically looking at a six, seven win season. Um, my man, my prediction on Kentucky before the year looks so spot on, and it was it was optimistic. It was a quote unquote step back, but you're stepping forward because you lost a bunch of guys. You're recruiting better. You have a couple extra losses this year, but you bounce back the next year. I'll. Yes, in in hindsight, yes. I will say that your pick obviously looks a lot better because we lost our starting quarterback too. I think that I think with Terry running this offense, um, I don't think that Mississippi State was better than us. No, Um, and I don't think that South Carolina was better with us with Terry um, running the offense. Yeah, so I think I think just with him alone, you pull probably one of those games, and you probably get the Florida game. Um, and so your season looks a lot different. And if it's the middle of October and you're sitting at four and one, your trajectory, looking at the back half of your schedule and, and the way that, uh, 
the way that our opponents are set up in the back half of the schedule, you would think that um, you'd be at four wins looking at a possibility of eight or nine again. Um, that's not necessarily the case, but I bring up the Kentucky-Arkansas game to say um, it's two teams that really need a win. Arkansas doesn't have a, uh, an SEC win in God knows how long, and for Kentucky to get to six or seven wins, they have to win this game. I think if Kentucky loses this game, you're going to see them probably falter and be at like a four and eight, which is a huge step back. And lost quarterback or not, um, we shouldn't be at the spot where we're taking that much of a drastic step back. So uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I would say look for a lot of – uh, it might be the quickest game played all week because <laughs> <laughs> I think Kentucky's going to have to go back to running the ball 40 times a game. And I think Arkansas wants to try to run the ball that much a game. So it might just be like a running clock and uh, 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 punt, punt, punt. Duffy's going to have Duffy himself a day. 17-13 win by Kentucky or something. Like It just yeah. – I, I don't think it's good. I, I would not for like – I would not put this on anybody not a Kentucky or Arkansas fan to watch. Not at all. But you got Arkansas, Georgia at Georgia. That's going to be a loss. But I think everybody. That that was a loss anyway. No, I know. I'm saying I think like everybody. My point I was getting to is that I think everybody's kind of looking at their schedules now in the SEC East and going, hmm, Kelly Bryant's out. Missouri might not be as a guaranteed loss for us like middle tier teams or lower tier teams mm-hmm. as we thought it was a couple weeks ago. So I'm curious to see you play Arkansas. Hopefully you guys bounce back there. You know, you put on a decent show against Georgia, although that's going to be a loss. And then I'm curious for that 1026 before Halloween weekend uh, at home versus Missouri, how you guys do. That's going to be a big game. Yeah, I would say like we've we've definitely we definitely got a, a an opportunity to win that game if Kelly Bryant's not playing. If he's playing, I I don't see it. I think what's his status? I don't know. That that hit was just disgusting, yeah. by the way, and they should suspend that kid for for many of weeks for doing some shit like that. Well they but, say he might play uh, this week, but I mean, even if he's playing, it's different playing after you've had a bad injury. Yeah, well, yeah. The article I'm reading was two days ago, and it says Bazoo's confident that he's playing. So that's gonna um, be tough then if he's still playing. Yeah, I just think you got to keep people off of him this week. Like, I mean, obviously that's that's your goal every week, but uh, especially this week, uh, you really want to ease him back into like not ease him back into playing, but you want to ease his confidence back into not taking yeah. hits like that. Um, if you're coming off of a bad a bad injury or a bad hit and you're getting touched a lot, um, that doesn't play well for him. I will say that uh, Ole Miss hasn't been very good. So um, I think he's safe this week, and they got Vandy next week. So I think he's safe that week. Um, yeah. But yeah. A lot of big things happening. Um, AJ, any notes before we close out? No, I, I will say like let's let's we're looking for a better week this week. Uh, I think we got some really good uh, possibilities and plays out there, so I'll be interested to see how it pans out. All right, make sure uh, as always 
anywhere you get your podcasts, like, uh, give us a five-star review. Even if you don't like us, give us a five-star review anyway, and then DM us and tell us why you don't like us. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll make you some money. Yes, sir. See y'all. Cash, homie.